0: We're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Marcus, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started.
1: Turn it up, you tune it into Let's
0: Talk Cheer with Jason Lockett. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy about to go all in. Five, six, seven, and we're on. Let's begin! This is episode number 51. Not sure if there's gonna be a 52, but thank you for joining and here we are back at it again with another great episode for you guys. Today, we are talking about, let's see what we talk, we have the question of the week asking about how we get parents to trust the process. We have a great coach's comment section that we're gonna talk about. I saw a comment on Facebook asking about what, what's the best advice you can give new cheer parents and then I will give my coaches tip. It's not really cheer A to Z, but it is a coaching tip. Something I've been thinking about lately that I just want to share with the coaches. So another great episode for you guys. Before we get into that, you know what to do. Be sure to like this, share, subscribe, leave a review, all those good things. Share this with the people. We got to give the people what they want. And people in the inquiring minds need to hear these things. So um, share it with your friends. Find something interesting. If you, you know, You know what we do here. But again, before we get started with that, we cannot do this show. Without the one, the only, don't be less when you can be more. Be more. Are you ready to talk about some cheerleading?
1: I'm definitely ready to talk about some cheerleading.
0: Let's do this. B, how you been? You been
1: good? Good. Things have been good. We just went camping this weekend. Um, New little spot and there was absolutely no service. So that was nice. Left my phone in the trailer the whole time. Took one little video and that was it. So uh, nice little decompression. Um, got everything cleaned up, ready for the week, and we are back for some cheerleading. Countdown is on to Nashville. Leave next Thursday. Uh, so, are you ready? How how's things going?
0: Dude, we're good. You know, my one of my rules is on vacation. I don't bring my phone. My phone is away. It's not anywhere near me. I do not check emails i don't check phone calls text messages like i am you cannot reach me for that week so it's like one of my hard rules more my firm rules not to have my phone on me so complete isolation from the world just enjoying the moment but yeah you know we're ready so nashville here we come got irvine with the prep teams coming up so you know we're getting there we were just in um south dakota for a um like a cleanup camp with those guys, cleanup clinic. So they looked really good. Dakota Spirit. So shout out to all my fans in uh South Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Spirit. Now, they're they're good. They're they're a great program. They have definitely come a long way. Super proud of all their hard work. So, people be on the lookout for Dakota Spirit coming up at the summer. They're 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 looking good. So um always a pleasure to work with those guys. And um, yeah, so let's get into this. So this first um topic, it's pretty cool. So it's um it's like the question of the week slash the coach's comment slash the quote of the week. So it's like three different segments wrapped in one although we are going to come back with the real question of the week. Uh it's okay. more of the coach's comment. That's like really what it is, but it does it is a question. So you'll you'll see. Here we go. So on as you guys know, you know, do my normal You know, I'm on Facebook seeing what's popping, you know, on my coaches pages, seeing what everyone's talking about. And this came up and I thought it'd be cool, cool topic to bring up on the uh, show. So it it technically is the coach's comment. Um, What's your biggest advice as a coach to a new competitive parent? So this coach wants to know, what should I be telling all of our new parents coming into the gym? They've never done all-star cheerleading before. What advice do you as coaches give to, to parents? So this was one of those topics that blew up, bunch of comments on it, a bunch of replies from coaches. Um, I weighed in a little bit. So I figured I would share some of my, we'll say favorite responses. But I figured I'd share a few responses, probably comment on those, share what I decided to, you know, I added my two cents in it. And then um, share some of the most frequently, um, the answers that came up the most frequently, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, How's that sound Sound good to you, B?
1: I'm kind of excited because it's nice to get a coach's perspective as opposed to like a parent perspective. So I'm yeah. looking forward to this.
0: You know, it's actually funny. I, I've tried to do this before, not with coaches. I've tried to get parents to say, hey, parents, what information do you wish you knew your first year that you can pass on to other other parents? And I sometimes, you know, get other parents to do it. But one day, like my true goal is to actually get like a handbook from parents, written to parents about things they should do when they come into the uh, the program. Either either as a new cheerleader, as a new um, all star cheerleader, so or a, a new cheerleader into all stars, or a new American cheer family, um, a new family into American cheer. So anyway, here we go. So this one, let's see. Here's the first one. I think that one of the biggest things new competitive uh, new competitive parents need to understand is that their child will be put into positions that challenge them and make them uncomfortable. And that is the choice, Oh, sorry, and that the choice to be on a competitive team means they are choosing to make themselves uncomfortable in order to grow as individuals, right? So I I really like that, that you choose. Um, Obviously, lots of parents like to put their kids into sports. You know, we'll we'll stick with All-Star Cheerleading because they just think it's going to be fun, right? There's a good segment that just think, all star cheer is going to be fun. So, I want to put my kid into all star cheer. But I think, really, at the base of it, parents go, I want to put my kid into a sport. So, because they are, I need them to be a little bit more confident. It seems like they're, they lack some self esteem. And so, I want to put them in a sport that might bring out some, so they'll have fun and gain some more confidence. Or, I want to put my kid in this sport because uh, it, it seems like they could have some, some probably healthier habits or kind of, Stationary, right? And they could probably use um, some act, some physical activity and burn some calories in their life, right? Or they say, my kid, you know, this is this is really what I think about with, especially with Joey. We have Joey, right? She's a year and a half. Um, she's not the best sharer in the world. She doesn't really understand the concept of sharing. So she, when she's with other kids, you know, another kid will take a toy, and she's like, no, 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 that's my toy, and you know, she takes it. And I'm always like, man, we should get Joey into daycare. Um, You know, our parents are great watching her. Our staff is great watching her. um, And obviously, you know, we figure it out without daycare. But there's times when I see her not sharing where I think Uh we should get her around other kids more often so that she can learn how to share with them. Right. And she can understand that not every toy is hers. And if someone else wants a toy that it's okay for her to let them have that toy and go play with another one. And so I see that is like one of the reasons why parents want to get their kids in the sports. Ah, my kid's kind of selfish. Uh, she should probably learn how to work with others. And so they decide to put them in, you know, team sports and try to get them to be, you know, teammates and work well with others. Because obviously we know we have to work well with others um, in the real world, right? So – you know that's why parents, or I only speak for every parent in the world, but those seem like to be the main reasons why parents put their kids in sports so they can learn these lessons. But in order for them, they want them to learn these lessons. But in order for them to learn these lessons, you realize that you're choosing to put them in uncomfortable situations, right? If we take Joey, Joey to daycare, I'm choosing to put her in a situation, right? Exactly. This would be this would be my exact thought process. Not that it would make our lives. Not because it would make our lives easier to have someone else watch her, but because I know that by putting her in a situation where she has to, where there's a scarcity of toys, even though there's an abundance of toys, where someone else is going to have a toy that they want to play with, she's going to want to play with, and she's going to have to figure out how to actually let go of some things. I'm doing that on purpose. And that's going to cause some uncomfortable situations. And so, parents, like, realize that you're putting your kids into a sport to make them feel uncomfortable so they can learn and grow. And so their character can be shaped into the people that you know that they really can be. So that was one of them that I really liked. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, they also added on to that, but also read your darn emails, right? Exclamation point. So read your (laughs) emails, people. That's another, just read your emails, right? Um, uh, anything you want to add on that? There's, there's a couple I want to go through. So I don't want to spend, I mean, you can talk as much as you want. I don't want to spend like too much time on it personally because there's other things. I don't want to spend the whole hour talking about these, but you know, go ahead.
1: Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I think like key things I would tell someone. Um, I would say like, And I, I, it's funny because I see this on the cheer mom pages too. Um, but we, we're blessed and I don't know if everybody else's program is like this, but we get a, um, what do we call it? The, the packet, no, the the tryout packet, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get the tryout packet every year and the tryout packet, you know, it's like 12 pages long or nine or something like that. It's pretty lengthy, but it has everything in there for, for any new parent that's joining an all-star elite program. It Ours has everything in there that tells us, okay, we're getting two sets of practice wear. This is the price for those. This is the price for our uniforms. Um, these are probably the competitions we're going to go to. These are our, um, you know, booster club price uh, fees that we have to pay for our competitions. Um, this is our tuition, you know, it, it tells everything in this packet that this is what you should be prepared for throughout the season to financially pay for. Um, And I, like I said, I think we're blessed that we have that. So under going into it, understanding what you are, this is what you're probably going to have to pay. Uh, I think if you know that it's great because I see a lot of parents constantly saying like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so sp- oh, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. And don't get me wrong. It really is. But if you go into it kind of knowing what it's probably going to be pretty expensive. It might not be as much of a shocker to you. I know there are little things that like come up, um, you know, t-shirts and, you know, new cheer shoes and, you know, you break a line or you got to buy another one, like th- things like that. I understand. Um, I think another thing would be to be patient when we are waiting for the competition schedules. I know for me, myself, (laughs) for me, myself, it was really hard. And I really don't think I realized it until, um, probably this season when we've been, you know, full blown podcasting and we've talked about it plenty of times. Um, and you know, just being patient. We're going to get it when we get it. Just, I always sit, my thing is like, expect for the worst. And then when it ain't that bad, when your call time ain't that bad, then it's like, "Woo, no big deal. You know? Um, and then I think the last thing for me would be to be at practices and then come to the realization that your, your life is now going to revolve around mature schedule and maybe that's just our family that thinks that way um but we everything that we do we we kind of plan around cheer schedule and we're okay with that because we signed up for cheer and that's what my kids want to do and we're blessed to be able to be uh just give them the full attention and give the cheer that attention um so those would probably be like my top things like as a mom but I'm sure if I had more time to think about it, there might be a little more. But
0: Well, you know, it's funny. You bring up like waiting for the itinerary, which was another one that was brought up that I wanted to um, bring up. So another coach wrote, uh, be your kid's biggest cheerleader. Too many times parents try and take on the role of being a coach and fill their heads with nothing but corrections. Before, during, after the practice, you're like, what's that to do with the competition schedule? They also wrote, uh, your kid needs more than one year to truly level up. They also wrote competition, uh, competition days block out the whole day. Don't think you'll go on at 10 AM and think, and then try to make plans for 2 PM. Many, uh, parents think cheer is like other sports. You go on and you leave not realizing there's award ceremonies, et cetera. Plan for an all day event. If it's less than that, then yay, it's a bonus. And I think that takes a while. That's one of the things. It, it does take a while for parents to realize, like, when you have a competition, like, the it's the weekend, you know. If it's a one day, yeah. you, you should just plan that you're going to be there all day. Yeah. Like, a lot of parents are like, you know what, can I get in here and then try to leave? We're going to try to catch, you know, we're going to yeah. go to the theater, this, you know, tonight. So, we're going to make it for the matinee or whatever, you know. So, you know, I just think, and I see this a lot right now because we have mid-season. So, I think parents have gotten used to it, like all of our full-season parents. I've gotten used yeah. to it by now. Like, okay, it's an all-day event, but right now we have our first competition coming up for the mid-season program, their first real live competition for the mid-season program. And, am I most, and I've already told them, hey, guys, we're waiting for the itinerary to come out, for them to send us the block schedule. When that comes out, I promise you, or not the block schedule. Well, even if they sent us a block schedule, I'd at least be able to say, we're going on between this time and this time. Here go your awards times, but we're still waiting on that from the event producer, so yeah. but parents keep the you know the mid season parents still keep asking me like, "Hey, do we have any times?" And I like I wish I could tell you I just don't have the information, and like I can't even guess, you know, so
1: yeah
0: you know I'm, me a I'm long waiting time. for it just like you, yeah.
1: Yeah, it did. It really, truly took me a long time. And, you know, for anyone that's listening to this, then they're like, Brittany, you used to get so mad that we would get the competition schedule at nine o'clock on a Friday. You're right. I did. I would be like, what the heck? Like, I cannot believe these people. And I'm thinking, you know, you and Ashley, I can't believe these people are waiting till nine o'clock to give us this competition schedule. But it was also my first year and I had no clue what, how anything worked. Like, I was just like, we're along for the ride. But now, like, I mean, I've, we've been doing it for a few years now, so now I'm so used to it. I'm like, okay, well, they don't even have the schedule yet, so they yeah. can't give us something that they don't have. And I think it's just one of those things that takes time, and you just get used to it after a while.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the last one, let's see. A commitment, the, the commitment and the time needed for the sport is crucial, Doing work outside of team practice is just as important. So um, there's another thing. I really like this one, so I wanted to touch on this one too. Another thing that parents don't realize is that Another thing parents don't realize is that to really advance, you have to do outside classes, right? And I was talking to you about this like all year, like last year. I was like, B, yeah. have you gotten to a class yet? Not you, but have <laughs> yeah, the twins gotten to a class yeah. yet? They're like, ah, you know, we're waiting. I'm like, yo, come on. Like, you got to wait. And there's a good, there's a book I read. I can't remember what book it was. I think I could guess. But it said that, and it it, it really alluded to this. And it said, law school is doing is isn't doing a great job of making lawyers it's doing a good job of making law students and and that's exactly right law school isn't doing a great job of making lawyers it's doing a great job of making law students kids get ready to pass the bar but they don't understand how to make uh opening or closing statement they don't understand how to actually um question a witness and like how to actually be in a courtroom they, in law school, they learn how to pass the bar. And I think that's the same thing that's going on in all-star cheerleading is that when your kid makes a level two team, they're becoming really good level two cheerleaders. They're not necessarily becoming more prepared, although they are becoming more prepared, but it's not necess- without outside classes, you aren't putting yourself in the best position to make a level three team. Because if you look at practice, you know, level two teams don't spend a whole lot of time working on tucks or multiple standing back handsprings. Right now, if you have, if you've been working on a solid standing one back handspring all year long, and you've been working on round off two back handspring, both level two skills, then that helps do um, standing multiple back handsprings. Those skills translate, but you're not really working on tucks, like, yeah, you're getting a stronger handspring, but you're not working on tucks if you only do those level two skills all all practice long. And parents would be very upset if at level two practice, we spent all of our time working on level three skills in preparation for the next year, because we'd be getting dead last, not even close at competitions. And maybe you'd be excited at the end of the year when they leveled up, but you know, gyms have a choice to make at at what they want to do and gyms typically decide you know what or at least our gym decide, you know what we're just going to be really good at that we're going to train our kids to be the best at the level that they're on and if you want to move on to the next level you have to be willing to take outside classes so you can actually work on your tuck your layout your full or whatever it is your back handspring so you can because we, we're not going to spend a lot of time working on on these, on these outside-of-level skills. Now, it happens every so often where we go, oh, hey, we're feeling good. We'll have a competition for another month. And here we go. Let's work on some of these skills. But it's a hard balance to find. There's a, there's a gym. I won't name who they are. But there's a gym I know who does not focus on really their lower levels at all. They have a great Worlds team. If I said the Worlds team's name, everyone would know who I'm talking about. Like, oh, that's a really good Worlds team. And they spend... They, like, practice twice a week, but their practice is eaten up. A lot of their practice time is eaten up by their tumbling practice. So they have a tumbling, a mandatory tumbling practice that's not coached by their cheer coaches. They have, like, a separate staff just for tumbling, and it's coached by their tumbling coaches, right? And their tumbling coaches don't care about the cheer routines. They only care about getting these kids new level skills, Right? And so they're training these kids. So if you look at like one of their lower level kids, like their youth three, mm-hmm. right? Their youth three, these kids have fools and, you know, working whip punch this and, you know, double fools, right? And because their goal is to get all these kids to that Worlds program as fast as possible. They have a phenomenal Worlds team, but I don't think that teams are too worried or programs are too, too worried about going against their lower levels uh because they don't really practice that much like they honestly don't practice that much team wise they just spend a lot of time practicing their tumbling and that's another route to do it but it's not what we do and it's not really what most programs um do so yes you need to invest in time outside of practice if leveling up is one of your uh is like something that you want to do which lee oh go ahead b
1: um i agree with that uh, and I, 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 know you know you have a another one that I have something I agree with too. I agree with it because we have done the Stars and Stripes program all year. You know we had a little bit of a break um between the first one and then the second one, and the work that uh the work that I've seen the girls put in has been a huge night and day change for us. Um, so I you know I I mean I'm not saying I wasn't like against i'm not saying i was against extra classes but i just feel like these classes that we have put them in this year have been a lot better for them and it's really done like a lot so
0: you actually you're like oh (laughs) i see them getting better they're taking these classes like you actually you know it's so funny about practice and it drives it it's so crazy to me it still blows me away that practice makes the kids better. It's so weird to me that you go and you're like, these kids are a hot mess. And they go mm-hmm. practice the next week and you're like, oh, they're a little bit better. And they practice again, you're like, hey, they're starting to get there, right? And before you know, it, you're like, hey, they're pretty good. It's just crazy to me that practice actually makes you better. So I know it's like, duh, it does, but it's weird to like watch the the progression and just watch the kids go, like, they're never gonna get there. Like this is never going to happen. And then mm-hmm. day by day, you know, you work hard, you practice, kids show up, and voila, you know, they can do stuff on the floor out there. So practice is yeah. important. But I'm glad that you have come to the light and uh, you can see. <laughs> so if you're in the Bakersfield area and you're looking for a tumbling class, come da- Come on down, AKSC.com. Um, nice little plug there, right? <laughs> um, which leads me to what I put on the um, – I left a little comment on there as well. I know that you're going to agree with this, but my comment was, be careful of the parents you hang around. So that's the one I, uh, you know, be careful of the parents you hang around, which actually leads us to the quote of the week. We haven't had a quote of the week in a while, I don't think. Um, Quote of the week, really good quote I really like is, as a manager, your, your job is to, I'm not sure if it's your job, but it goes something like this. As a manager... You need to keep the people who feel indifferent about you away from the people who do not like you. And I absolutely love that. You've got to keep the people who are kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, Jason's okay, I guess. Like I haven't really made a decision about him, you know. I haven't really mm-hmm. talked to him that much. Seems like an okay guy, but you know, I, I don't really I don't really know him from Adam. Like he's just, you know, there. You gotta keep those people away from the people who do not like you. Because, you know, when they sit there and talk with each other they will 100% have an impact on the way that they view you, right? So you have to keep yeah. the people who are indifferent about you away from the people who do not like you. So, and yeah, and so you can easily, and you've told this, so I'll let you talk about this. You've talked about this before, about, but just the influence that other parents have, that sitting in the, that sitting in the lobby, like the influence that, other, that a bad parent can have on the way you view situations. I knew I didn't prepare you for this, but I figured you could talk <laughs> about it, right?
1: Yes, I can. Um and I 100% wholeheartedly agree with it. Um I think I've said it a couple times on here. Um but that sitting in the lobby and you know there's a certain clique of moms and and this is probably at every gym. There's a certain clique of moms that are so invested It
0: is at every gym.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're so invested in, in this is, bru- I'm brutally honest right now. You are, they were, they're living their life through their child. And I feel like that is, that's great to do. But also, it's just it's just hard. Like when parents sit there and, you know, they're, trying to be polite, but they're not, and they're just gossiping, and it just puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and before you know it, it can rub off onto you, and then when you have a come to Jesus moment, and you're like, that's not the person I am, and that's the person I'm becoming, and I don't want to become that person, then you just step away. Um, So for me, it's better to drop my children off (laughs) and come back. I know they're in um, great hands, but I, I, you know, it just, I, it's almost one of those things where it's like, just keep to yourself. Or, you know, like they used to tell us when we were in probably kindergarten or maybe preschool, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, and that's just where I'll leave it, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, I feel yeah. and, you. And know, especially with that, you know, I have, um, I have two friends. Um, I have two friends who used to be pretty good friends and or you know all of us used to be good friends right and now those two friends aren't really the biggest fans of each other right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so those two don't really talk anymore but i still keep in contact with with the other two right Mm -hmm. and i'll talk with one and if i ever get on a not a tangent but like um a certain amount of time where I'm talking to one friend more than I'm talking to the other friend, not on mm-hmm. purpose, but just, that's just the way things work out where I just happen to be talking to this friend more than the other one. One friend will like poison my thoughts of that other friend. I'm like, can you believe that they did yeah. this and they did this and they did. And can you believe they did this? And right. And I'm like, I can't believe they did that. Like, ah, and, right, it right makes me angry at this person. Right. And I'm like, Argh. And then I talk to the other friend and go, yeah, you're not that bad. I actually like you. Like, I yeah. genuinely like you. You're not all these things that this person is. And, like, maybe you are to that person. But to me, you're great. You're treating me with respect. You're kind. You're nice. You're funny. Right? And you're not – you're like, so I can see – I can easily see because I can let – I can see how it starts to influence me. Mm-hmm. um, and." And I like to think I have strong character, right? And I I can see how it influences me. And I know that we're all susceptible to that, especially if we do it, especially something like a lobby setting. We're sitting there twice a week, every day. I don't really talk to these guys that much, right? Um, Yeah. So, you know, uh, so I wanted to get into the three things that that were mentioned the most. The three things that were mentioned the most. You mentioned one of them already. Read the handbook. I mentioned them already. Read the emails. So read the emails. Read the handbooks, parents. Read the emails. And if you just get really good at reading my emails, and I'm guessing most programs' emails, you know the information is there. It's been, sometimes I get caught slipping. I forget to put something in the email or or whatever. Oh yeah, I forgot to say what locations is at. Oh, I forgot to say what time. I forgot. You know, and, and I'm human, and you know we send it out. And we we forget things, but this happens all the time where we have, we sent out a schedule, something happens, we have to be in the Northwest now, I said, hey, we're going to be in the Southwest, now it's got to be in the in the um, Northwest, and and I know that kids are going to show up at the wrong gym, and I'm like telling the kids, guys, we're in the Northwest this week, it originally said the Southwest, but we're in the Northwest, and I said to the parents, hey guys, we're going to be in the Northwest, not the Southwest. And you know, I get it. Parents are busy. They skim through emails. Sometimes my emails can be lengthy, and then you know, inevitably, every time. That's why I hate changing the schedule. Like people go, "Hey, can we please change this?" And I'm like, super hesitant because I know one of the big reasons why I'm so hesitant is because I know that parents don't necessarily read their emails. They skim through them. If you if you ever notice my emails, I put like important information bold. Or I always yeah. like capitalize not and then bold underline it. It's not that I'm yelling. I just want to make sure because I skim emails, I just want to make sure that parents go, you know, the competition will not be, you know, this weekend. The competition will be at this time to this time. So you can go back to your emails and read those things. Um, because it's inevitable. So, parents, just my advice to new parents and old ones, read your emails <laughs> thoroughly. You know, take the five minutes it takes to understand the information digest it put it in your calendar and and you'll be all right and same thing like with the pack we try to put as much as we can out there so parents can be prepared another one was celebrate the journey right celebrate the journey um one of those comments kind of alluded to it but it said um what did it say i'm talking about alluded to uh can't remember doesn't matter it does matter all comments (laughs) matter um but celebrate the journey uh what was i can't remember what it was but either way celebrate the journey right it's oh they said uh it takes more than one year to actually kind of master a level and then move on right so like celebrate the journey and every step of it and and do that the last one and this was overwhelmingly the most popular answer on that thread and it was do you have any guesses of what the number one thing was
1: no, I'm a little nervous, though, because, no, um, maybe be at practice? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> overwhelmingly, the number one answer was trust the process. Oh. It was like well, everyone, every other answer was trust. There was some some money jokes in there. Remortgage the house, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but overwhelmingly, the number one answer was trust the process, which leads us to the sounds like that question of the week. So, you know, season's coming to an end. I know you're out there. You're frustrated with your music producer that you have right now. You like, man, this guy, he never gets me music on time. And on top of that, it's not any good. I need music that's going to be on time. I need music that's going to sound, sound great, music the kids are going to get into. Um, then you need to go to soundslikethat.com. Tell them Jason you, Or you can go in the link in the bio. And, you know, fill out the little thingy and someone will get in contact to you from sounds like that. Sounds like that. The official music producer of the Let's Talk to your podcast and American Cheer. So, B, what do you have? What's the What's the question of the week? Um, I thought you were going to read it. Oh, you want me to read it? Oh, B. So, uh, this is real, people. This is real. This is not scripted. This is not scripted. This is how we roll. This is how we, I will read the question of the week. Yeah. Please do. Please do. (laughs) We have technical. We're going to cut to commercial.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Commercial break, people.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. We have an edit button now. Here we go. Uh, The sounds like that question of the week. How do I get my parents to let their guard down and trust the process? So it just ties right in. Uh, How do I get my parents to let their guard down and trust the process? Which was sent to me via DM on instagram so if you have a great question that you want for the sounds like that question of the week you can dm me at jason larkins or you can dm the one the only don't be less and you can be more b dot more triple underscore again you can dm us on instagram on facebook send us your questions and we'll um answer them on the show so how do you get your parents to let their guard down and trust the process um I think that you need to actually show the parents that you have a process and that you're not winging it, right? I think most of us are born kind of skeptical about things mm-hmm. or we become skeptical over life, you know, lots of broken promises. So I, I really think that you need to actually show the parents that you have a process and that you're not winging it. So this is actually very true. So, you know, we do the Liberty Report, for those of you guys who don't know. The Liberty Report, it's just a monthly – It's not really a newsletter, it's kind of shifted into a newsletter, but it it didn't really start off as a newsletter. It started off with, we are in the month of August, and here's what you should see in the month of August from us. This is what you should expect. This is what uh, you can do as parents, this is what we're going to be doing as coaches, and that's what you're going to see in the month of August. And then we do, this is the month of September. This is what you should expect to see from practices in the month of September, and this is what you can do as a parent to kind of help and guide, you know, the kids along in the process. So I started that our first year. So that and, and since then, it's kind of morphed into so we do that. This is what you should see it practice. But now it's kind of morphed into and don't forget, we have extra practice coming up this week. Uh, here's another thing I need to touch on. It's kind of morphed into like a monthly newsletter, but it started off with. I did that our first year, right, because when we came in, American was on the downhill And a lot of broken promises, a lot of, you know, parents weren't really ready to trust. Again, there's just a lot of broken promises when we came in. The program was just in a bad spot when we first got there. And so I knew that we needed to build trust with the parents. And so we did the monthly, we didn't call it the Liberty Report at the time, but we did the Liberty Report. This is what you should see. Because I wanted the parents to go, this is what Jason said would be happening in the month of August. And that's what I'm seeing out there on the floor. He said, this is what's going to happen on the floor. That's what I'm seeing. This is what you should see in the month of September. He said, this is what you should see. That's what I'm seeing. And so when I said, when I would predict what you should see at practice, and then we did that at practice, it gave the parents a sense of, oh, or at least I think it did. Oh, Jason seems like he has a plan and that he's following a plan and that it's not just Going on, so there's some months where I go, hey guys, these guys are going to look a hot mess right now. Really, it's really what I, what I would say. The kids are going to look like they got ran over by a bus. So be really loving to them because they're not going to feel great. But it's all part of the process, right? And I remember parents saying, like, oh, I'm really glad because you're absolutely right. She would come home just absolutely wrecked from practice. So I'm really glad that you'd say. It. And so I wanted parents to have an understanding that we weren't just winging. So I think one thing that coaches need to do is to earn trust and for parents to let their guard down have a plan explain what the plan you have to do every single detail but let them know you have a plan explain to them that you do have a plan and maybe what they should see and then follow through um with that the other thing is that parents want results right and i used to do this i did it when i first uh, got here i did it at pcm but i would tell our bosses like hey this is what you should expect from me you should expect uh a team that has X, Y, Z that does this right. You can expect this from me. I work best under these conditions. I always, you know, I work best with email. If you email me, you should respect a response within 24 hours. And right, and I would ex- uh, explain all these different things of what you should expect from me, and then I would follow through with them. So I think that parents want, at least is what I think, because I, I well, I just think it's what people want in general. Is that you, you know, parents are looking for results and not necessarily that you win, but that you say, Hey, this is what we are going to do. And that you follow through with those things. We say, Hey, we're going to put out teams that are going to be fiercely competitive, uh, teams that you can be very proud of. And we're going to strive to actually win competitions, right? We're not going to win everything, but we're going to strive to win competitions. And there's been times when we haven't had teams that have looked great. And I've, Call either had a parent meeting or sent out an email and said, "Hey guys, we haven't looked up to the standard that I know we we hold ourselves to at American, and these are the reasons why I don't feel like we're holding ourselves or why we're not reaching those standards. And here's what I think we can do to get back on track, right? And I've done that several times throughout uh, the years if we've had a team not particularly doing exactly what they've what we." wanted them to be doing right. So the parents understood like Jason recognizes the problem; it's not like that he's oblivious to the problem. He recognizes that there is a problem. He's addressed the problem and he has a plan to get us back on track. Right. And so I just think um you know parents want that I always tell this to um to like new people who take over programs very similar to the way we took over programs saying, hey Jason, I know you, you were in this position. What, what should we do? And good jobs don't become available. That's a quarter of the week for you. I'm not sure if I said this on the pod before. But good jobs don't become available. Bad jobs become available all the time. This is a bad job. People don't want it anymore. People step away. But good jobs don't become available. People keep good jobs. So usually people are stepping into bad, bad jobs that have some, – something's wrong, and that's why there's a need for a new person to be there, right? Right? Um, And so the one thing I always tell like new directors is that that first year, what you want to do is don't try to do everything over the top, especially if it's been a broken program. Our first year, I say, hey, guys, this first year, we we just simply need to give the parents McDonald's. When you go to McDonald's, you know, you just expect that your order is correct and that the food is hot. If the food is hot and the order is correct, you're pretty satisfied with your, mcdonald's order right you're not we don't really have too many expectations for that meal other than you get it on time hot and correct right it's when those things are incorrect that you get really frustrated with mcdonald's um i said we just need to do the we just need to do the simple things right this year things have been done so many promises have been broken in the past that if we just do the the little things right like hey let's get uniforms on time Let's have music on time. Let's have choreography just on time. It doesn't have to be good. Just get those things on time. I remember one of the biggest complaints we had when we first got in here. So we we're going to our first competition. We don't have music or choreography or uniforms, right? Man, I was like, oh man, that's not a good look. And I know that some of those, I know that some of those things are out of the program's hands, but you have a lot of control over putting orders in on time, you have a lot of control on getting your routine done, even if you have to do it yourself. Like, you have a lot of control over it. Again, I understand that some of these things are out of the gym's hand. The the choreographer, um, you know, his flight gets canceled or whatever, and, you know, he, he had to rebook and all that, and, and I get that. But in general, if we do those those simple things correctly, it's a, it's a vast improvement over, you know, what the program had the year before, like these little things that um, parents were complaining about, right? So, you know, we'll do McDonald's this year. Next year, we might step it up and, and try to give them Applebee's, right? We'll give them a little appetizer, a little extra something, something, right? Give them a little dessert, two for 20. Um, and, you know, and we'll keep moving up the scale and one day. We'll be giving our, 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 our families Ruth Chris. And they'll be like, oh, man, this is just fantastic. I love the program. They do everything above and beyond. Never been. So I have no idea how it is besides that it's expensive. They already know. Yeah, this is expensive. It is Ruth. It's already Ruth Chris, right? So, um, I've never they...
1: even heard of that. <laughs> the,
0: the steak restaurant?
1: Never heard of it. I mean, I was thinking yeah. like Chick-fil-A or something, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> what she <you> order, Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I
1: mean, Chick-fil-A, It asks most people, it's pretty out there.
0: Hey, Chick-fil-A is hot fire. Don't be sleeping on God's chicken, (laughs) Ready? So um, the last thing is, and I haven't done a great job at this late. I I will admit, I have been sleeping or sleeping. I've been resting on my laurels on this one. But to to keep a pulse of the program, and I think that's the other thing you can do to earn the trust of your families and get them to trust the process is really keep a, a, a pulse of the program uh, we don't do surveys as much as we we've done the past. We used to do surveys twice a year—one mid-year, one at the end of the year—and I was really trying to get a pulse of what do our families want from the program. What is it that we're we're slacking in? What is it that we're doing great in? What do we need to keep doing? What do we need to stop doing? Um, and those, even though I haven't done a ton of, I you know I've slowed down from twice a year. Um, We do send out at least one type of, you know, we do the the competition surveys, right? Hey, all these things. Keeping a pulse on the program and hearing from parents, right? The one-on-ones, we tried to do this, and it's not as, I need to bring this back, because I scheduled the, um, we had the calendar, I said, hey guys, uh, last year I said, hey, I want to try to meet with everyone, one-on-one, all the families, let's do this, there's not enough days in the year, and then you get busy, you cancel or whatever, but it's in my, my heart, even though if I haven't followed through with it, it's in my heart to literally meet with every family one-on-one the entire year. Now, obviously, I get busy. I haven't done the greatest job of it. I've now tried to put it on the parents and say, Hey, guys, I have my calendar. If you want to schedule a meeting with me, you can just click on the calendar and figure it out. But I want next year. Next year's a year. I want to be intentional. B, hold me accountable. Same way I was telling you, getting them tumbling classes, B. You know, every week you need to come on here and be like, Jason, did you have any one-on-one meetings this week with a parent that you scheduled? And you know, embarrass me in front of the world. And eventually I'll be tired of being embarrassed in front of the world. And I'll be like, yes, B. As a matter of fact, I did have my one-on-one. So I'm hold- I'm making you my accountability partner, B. Um, make okay. sure I do that. But those are great. When I was doing those, it was great. You have those one-on-one meetings with parents. See how they feel. Talk to them, and then we did the State of the Union addresses, which have been on my list to do. I feel like it's too late to let you know how the teams are doing now. I guess it's never too late to do the right thing, but we we have done those before. The State of the Union addresses, where I bring in, hey, Junior White, come in, or Junior White parents, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna let you know my thoughts on the team, how they're doing right now, and it's just my opinion what we can be better at. You know, and I would go in and say, yeah, I think they're doing great. I really don't like, you know, their Their pyramid. I think we could have a stronger pyramid right now, but we'll work on that. I really don't like this. You know, I think their legs are a little bit bent in their whatevers, and, you know. So I would give my State of the Union address, and uh, I really like that. So next year's the year. 2022, 2023 is the year. I'm going to be back at it again, um, uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. So,
1: Well, I think... The way you did it this year, and you said, you know, hey, here's my calendar. If you want to have a meeting, you know, schedule a meeting with me. Here you go. I think that was just on the same level as meeting with parents individually, because not all parents think that there's anything wrong. I mean, and I'm I'm not I I don't even think anything's wrong, but not all every not all parents are like well, I want to know about this, about my kid. And why isn't my daughter here? And you know, I not all parents think that way. Most parents probably, if you didn't have that many, then me, I kind of think like, well, they must be happy with the program. They must be happy the way their child is succeeding, um, the progress that they're making. Uh, I know we did the parent meeting because my daughters wanted to know what they had to do to level up. Um, so I think that was a very great compromise this year. Um, and I don't think you should beat yourself up too much about it. Cause that was, a I, I liked it. I mean, if I wanted a meeting then I just ask, and if I didn't want one, then I didn't have to have one, you know? So. You no, know, but I think like
0: me personally, I want to have relationships with the parents, right? Um, now I have, I have a, you know, some family or some gyms have really, really strong personal relationships with their families, right? And you see them going out all the time and, you know, they hang out together. And I, for better or for worse, I do keep parents at a, at a arm's length, um, for better or for worse. Right. Um, but I do, as far as, you know, I social distance from the parents, right? I'm like, Hey, you stay right there. I'm gonna stay right here. We're going to, liver. I'm going to do me. You do you. No, not, not, not really, not really like that, but I want as much as I do want to keep a professional boundary between myself and the parents, I do want us to be, I do want us to have a relationship as close as possible without crossing any barriers or any lines. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and I do want that. That's it's truly in my heart. So, and, and a lot of times, like you said, if parents want to have a meeting, they'll figure out a way to have a meeting. But a lot of times, parents do have something that kind of bugs them. They just don't know if it's enough to have a whole meeting about it. But when you have a meeting, they at least get to get it off their chest. They feel better that they talked. And at the least bit, we ha- had some one on one time and we feel better, like just talking with each other. And we go, hey, like we feel like we're on the same page. And just like a catch up. You know, cause those, you know, when parents schedule meetings, they're typically, it's a, it's reactive, right? Something happened at practice or something has been going on and now let's try to solve it. And, and I want to be proactive as far as like, Hey, let's just have a meeting. Let's catch up. Let's go on the same page. Awesome. You don't have anything bad. Well, awesome. Then we'll sit here and we'll laugh. And a lot of those times the, the meetings are like really fun, especially those ones when I was scheduling, Hey, I just want to meet with you. They won't really have anything to say. But we would we would laugh and then we'd just feel like we had good rapport with each other. And so I want to do those. I've been really diligent this year off topic about having one-on-ones with our staff and going like, hey guys, I want to have one-on-ones and we're not going to, I'm going to try hard not to cancel these one-on-one meetings with you guys. And this is actually the best year I've been at it where we really haven't canceled a ton of them because um, I want to make sure we're on the same page. With our staff, and that we understand each other. And one of the things I always ask them, which is one thing I, I could probably ask parents, but one thing I always ask our staff is, What is bugging you about the team you coach? About the, or What's bugging you about working at American right now? Like, what's bugging you? What's annoying you right now? What's pestering you? Right? And they get a chance to get that off their chest. And then I get a chance to kind of address it instead of, you know, how we do. You might not do this in cheer, but I'm sure somewhere in your life you, you do this. Something bugs you, and you keep letting it bother you, keep letting it bother you, keep letting it bother you. You mm-hmm. blow up, and the person's like, well, why didn't you tell me three months ago when I was doing that? Like you know, It seems so little at the time, but you know things add up. So I want to give our, our staff a chance to do that. And the same thing, I want to give our parents a chance to do that. Uh, again, I have not been the best. Of it. So if you're an American cheer parent, and you're listening to this, and you felt like we haven't had a one-on-one conversation in quite some time, then feel free. You have my Calendly. S- schedule a meeting. But um, I really do plan on being better, and you're gonna hold me accountable. Be I'm gonna be better. at this,
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Know, next
0: year, we're gonna do the one-on-ones. We're gonna do the the staff surveys, staff surveys, the the surveys. We're gonna do a competition survey and the regular survey. Oh, and the Facebook lives. You know, we do the Facebook lives. Try to get back into that. I hope my schedule is easier next year. We don't have to do. I have to coach as much. I can do the Facebook Lives more often. You know, we brought those back. And then the State of the unions. So I really like that. So anyway, that's where we're at with that. That's how you, uh, that's how I believe you can build trust with your families and get them to let their guard down. Thank you for the question of the week. Again, if you have a question, send it in at Jason Larkins at B.more, triple underscore. Yeah, so. And. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, B.
1: I Last thing I have to say, I think uh, it's easier to, as a parent, to trust the process. Um, It's in different stages. Um, I feel like the beginning, like stage one, and I don't, you know, just this is figuratively speaking, stage one is, you know, build up, build up, build up, and it's kind of hard. And then they like, you know, go over that little hump of the athletes with, Oh yeah, they got their back walk over. Okay, well now let's start working on another skill. I feel like the very beginning stages are very slow and they feel like they're never going to end. And then I think once it clicks and it could take, you know, six months, it could take three years. But I feel like with the athletes, once it clicks, it really truly clicks. And I'm only saying this for my children um, because I feel like it took them, you know, two years to get to the process of a round off back handspring. And I, you know, I posted a video last week and I tagged you in it and this girl's doing a, I think it's a round off tuck. I don't know what it was. B, um,
0: don't be putting me on blast. You know, the cheer community hates round off tucks. <laughs> oh, well, it they're, like, it they're teaching round off tucks at the gym.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't you, it was her doing. Her no, own I know, thing. yeah.
0: She was on the air track at home. And now that your is gonna ble- you let your kids do air tracks at home, yes, I know. <laughs> but yes, I saw the video and I was actually really proud because it, it has seemed I hate to cut you off, um too no, okay. swift. But Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. But
1: <laughs> Kanye
0: <laughs> <laughs> There you go. But no, it, it it's been cool because they've been coming into the gym right? Uh, extra practices, or sorry, uh, the the classes, Stars and Stripes, they come in early, right? And they get on the trampoline or, the, you know, the tumble track and the rod floor. And I see their tumbling is getting stronger and more consistent. And to see, you know, you tagged me in that video and you did the round off tuck. And I was like, yeah, you know, they're they're just getting stronger as athletes, right? Mm-hmm. They're becoming stronger yeah. and more confident. Their technique is stronger. And so it really is a testament to... Yeah, once you start getting that momentum going, right, you push a big rock, you know, boulder down the hill. Once you get that thing going, it's really hard to stop. So shout out to them. And, um, yeah, but it was it was just so funny that they did the round-off tuck because the cheer <laughs> community, like, coaches, you should see these coaches' pages about round-off tucks. It's like, round-off tuck? Stop teaching kids
1: round-off tucks! I'm going to have to tell but, her that. But yeah. as a parent, though, you know, it, the build-up to the – everything clicking, I, I truly feel like it takes forever. Um, it, I, I, like, I feel like ever since and no, nothing against our coaches we have right now, but like Josh, he's new, this is his first season. And I know that our other coaches have pushed them, but maybe it's just the way he coaches. They, he just, maybe it clicked better with him for them because once they have started being in classes with him I just see them excelling and it could just be the way they they he coaches you know um I know that they love all of the coaches at American but just seeing them excel you know when they're on the air track every single day that they're not at practice and the air tracker the trampoline and you know they're really they're like coach Jason said I have to get this and every day they're just doing it and doing it and it, then they start to get more fearless and You know, they're like round off double back handspring. And then I kind of like see their legs like spread apart in their back handspring. I'm like, okay, I'm not too technical, but I know they need, your legs need to be together. So you need to keep your legs together. And they're like, okay, mommy. I'm like, I know that coach Jason would tell you that, but you know, as I don't know too
0: much, but them legs better be together.
1: Yeah. But just, you know, like trusting the process is very hard, but as a parent, it clicks
0: there we go when it clicks and clicks click it or ticket people <laughs> um <laughs> uh all right let's get to this last little topic here uh and it's not really coach a to z but it is a coach's tip uh something we've been doing lately uh at practice so just a coach's tip in general oh i only know it's a tip we're just gonna talk to the coaches for a second but parents it works for you as well. It's actually really good stuff. So, but I am talking to coaches right now. So, there is the, you know, we're getting ready for our end of season events and, you know, we're trying to be at our best when our best is needed. So, there are three parts that really need to be in sync when we want to go out there and nail our best routine at Worlds, Summit, All Star Worlds, you know. Dependent, whatever it is, right? You you have your your event that you're trying to peek at, right? And so these three things have to be aligned. There is the the conscious mind, right? Conscious, right? Right now, we're you're constantly you're listening to me, you're looking at me, and you're processing the environment around you with intent, right? You're doing those things with intent, and you're doing it on purpose, and you're just processing everything around you. Your conscious mind. Then there's a subconscious mind, and the things that happen, you've programmed your mind so well that it happens automatically. good example is tying your shoe. You've tied your shoe. I I just told this to the kids. I remember – I literally remember the day I learned how to tie my shoe. can't remember how old I was. I remember I was kind of talking about this. But I remember the day I learned how to tie my shoe. It was with a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll, right? Little redhead doll thingies. Mm-hmm. And I remember like being at my grandma's house, like learning how to tie my shoe on this little doll, right? And having to go through the pieces. And I remember like focusing on like, okay, what's next? What's next? And then when you when you process it, so that was conscious thought when I was focusing on the loop and the around and the tie, right? Conscious mind. And then eventually you can do it subconsciously. You can do it without even thinking. and You can carry on a conversation, but it happens kind of like in the background without thinking, right? And then there is the self-image. So the one thing that we've been focusing on more lately or and what we're going to be focusing on is our self-image, the way that we see ourselves. The way that we see ourselves because you cannot outperform your self-image. So – oh, this actually – not outperforming your self-image. I actually think is one of the A to Z things. But you can't outperform your self-image. So – you know, we do the um so I've been telling the kids like we have to know that it's like us to go out there and win the summit. Like we need to know that it's like us to go out there and have a winning routine to ha and that, that we can actually do this, right? So here's a funny story. Um I don't think I've told this on the podcast. I'm gonna tell it right now. When I was when I was a young boy When I remember my dad, he was relentless when we played games together. He was not one to just let us win at games just because we were older or because he was older and and we were children, mere children, right? And it didn't matter, right? I'm seven years old. We're playing video games, right? He has hand-eye coordination, (laughs) right? And I'm just still trying to figure out everything. And he would be relentless, right? We played Madden, and he beat me 45 to 7, right? No mercy. Right and just right, we play checkers. it Didn't matter. He just demolished us. We play basketball. My dad's like six three, right? <laughs> you know, at the time I'm like five eleven, right? He's backing me up, <laughs> ah, dunking on me, right? All these things, relentless. And uh, but he never like let us win. If we won anything, we had to truly earn it. And so it was like built into my self image. Right? I didn't know this at the time, but it was built into my self image that I could not beat my dad, right? Like in anything, my dad's like a superhero, does not lose at any sport we do. And let alone, I can't beat him. And there would be times, and you cannot outperform your self-image. Your your self-image is your attitude and your habits combined. So your habits, you build them up at practice, but your attitude is what you actually think about who you are, that creates your self-image. So you can have really good habits, but if you don't believe you can win, you, you, know, you have very, very little chance of winning. You need to have good habits and actually believe that you can win. You have to build that up and work on that. And so I remember as a kid playing my dad in video games, and if we got to the fourth quarter and I was winning, I had such negative self-talk. I'd always be like, I can't do this. I'm going to blow the game. I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to fumble. I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I can't beat my dad. Like I'm going to mess, like literally saying to myself, I'm going to mess this up. And lo and behold, I would find a way to mess it up and my dad would end up winning like all the time. If I ever was close in the fourth quarter, winning in the fourth quarter, I would find a way to mess it up because my self-image I can't outperform my self image. And my self image was that I can't beat my dad in, you know, video games or whatever, right? Fast forward 30 years. Um, we go to Arizona for my sister's um, bodybuilding uh, competition. Mm-hmm. And we all go out to top golf. We're playing golf together, right? And I'm having a decent day and I'm in the lead. My dad is in second. Right. And we're and we're going, we're going. And now we're getting down to like the last five shots. Right. like the last 10, last five shots. And I know that my dad is coming for me because he's competitive. Right. I know my dad's coming for me. And I now I have all of the knowledge that I had as a little kid or all that. Now I have all the wisdom that I have after reading all these books and learning about self-image and, you know, all these different things about how to have like a championship mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. And self-image. And I'm there, and I'm literally like, okay, good self-image. Focus on the process. Like the same thing we tell the kids. Focus on the process. Don't worry about the score. Don't worry about um, the results. Just focus on the process of hitting a solid ball right now. It's the only thing that matters. And then I'll hit the ball, and I was trying to reinforce positive self-talk, right, to build my self-image. It's like you to hit the ball solid. It's like you, you can beat your dad. Like you do this all the time, not that you can, but I beat my dad in sports, right? Or whatever, like I was trying to tell myself and trying to like build up my self image that I could actually beat my dad. Yeah, I remember like focusing on that and just being like, awesome, solid hit. And um, what you're supposed to do is after you have a good shot, you're supposed to reinforce the good shot with good self-talk, right? So you go, you hit the shot. It's like me to have solid shots, it's like me to have solid shots, right? And I would just do that. And I was doing that these last final shots. You can do this. You're the best golfer here. You can do this. You're the best golfer. And I'm telling you, I've been doing this the whole time. And your boy came through with the win. Thank you for having Woo-hoo! a positive self-image. Yes, I know. 30 years uh, later, and and I can finally say I beat my dad at something. Uh, I've been traumatized my whole life. <laughs> so, um uh, Right, but it's crazy. So, but as we head into this last month, just my opinion or advice to everyone build up, make sure obviously we're training our skills, but make sure we're building up the self image because if you don't think, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So, um, there you go. Little uh, conscious mind, self, subconscious self image. Yeah. Try to build up that, that self image for sure. So, which is actually why. Think it's literally the reason why we have this is what we do in our music literally reason why this is what we do in our because i want our athletes to know right because a couple of things we do right we have this is what we do in the music so that when we hit the the kids know and everyone knows they hear that every single day in the gym like it's no accident that we're the program that we are this is what we do we have you know we have the kids you know our tv the apple tv in the gym is named, well, right now it's currently named, i mean lazy, it's currently named NCA Natty Champ TV, right? That's what it's called. So mm-hmm. that the kids see it every day when we log on to Apple TV, they go, oh, yeah. we are. So I try to give them signals everywhere. It used to be up in the gym, but it used to say, I am a champion, like right in the gym. So I always wanted the kids to like have this positive self-image. So, um, yeah, some good positive self-image. Um, next week I have another one. Because I debate doing self-image and uh, the index card. But we'll do the index mm-hmm. card next week. But anyway, yeah. thanks for coming to Perfect. my TED talk.
1: <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, you got anything? B, we got anything else we need to talk about?
1: No, I, th- I don't think so. I mean, that was a that was a lot. That was good. Lots of uh, lots of things learned, as always.
0: Thanks. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to. You know, trying to be out there for the people, trying to give the people what they want. So, um, yeah, yeah, party people, if you're still with us, thanks for hanging around. Definitely be sure to like, you know, give us a five-star rating, leave a review. Those things definitely help with the podcast. Uh, Share this with people. Send in your questions of the week. We love answering those. And, um, you know, subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkins and Be More. We got some cool things coming up national's coming up all daytona beach is coming up so i'm not sure if we'll actually talk about daytona but daytona's coming up um code of points debate is coming up california cheer coaches is coming up so we got some good things coming up and then you know then the summer who knows what we're gonna do during the summer so anyway if we don't have anything else it's been real it's been fun b you good
1: i'm fabulous
0: all right Then let's do this. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.